filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Oh, good evening, ladies and gents. 9.30 in the East on a manic Monday. Filibuster Freestyle with your buddy Gavin. Cindy Harrington's with me once again. Day 13, 30-day song challenge. How you feeling, Cindy? I'm great. Where Just, else would I be? Where else would you be? You're in quarantine, so you're here with me. Correct. And we appreciate that, to quote Jay-Z. Speaking of Jay-Z and a man who loves him dearly, Roscoe P. will be our guest of the week of the weeknight tonight. We do weeknight guests. We took the weekend off from guests. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, what the hell, right? Spice it, spice it up on the old quarantine, 30-day song challenge, weekday, whatever. We Day 13. So last night, at the end of day 12, we did not know the winner. Correct. It was. I was down six to five. Yeah. Where am I now, Cindy? I don't want to say. I'm down seven to five. Uh oh. <laughs> it's really slipping away, guys. It's really slipping away. It's not insurmountable. But it's. I needed to be either up or tied. It's today. not a hockey game. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. It's a lot to come back from because clearly, listen, my choices. I mean, we have had people vehemently debate. And on Friday, Amazing Grace should have won nothing. Yesterday, I put up King of Wishful Thinking, which actually, let me read a quote from Roscoe about yesterday's picks overall for all of us, baby, for all of us. Oh. He said. I don't think I've heard this yet. No, you were on the phone. You were on a Zoom meeting with your friends. (laughs) So many Zoom meetings. He said, absolute fire coming out of the Vianington household last night. King of Wishful Thinking and All That She Wants are the best combination of two songs you guys have come up with yet. Oh. Congratulations to you both. Although, Cindy gets a one-point deduction for not knowing that Extreme is from Boston. <laughs> Fair. I accept that deduction. So that's one. And then we'll get into some other stuff. But anyway, you're up. Seven to five. Yep. Tonight is a must win. It's yeah. a song from the 70s. Yeah, which is really broad. Song from the 70s. Here's what I want to do. I want to ask you how you feel about your song. Okay. Um, I want to give props to, I don't know, any people that we want to give props to for their choices today. Yeah. And then we'll bring Roscoe P. in. I told him we're going to bring him in live tonight. No pre-show, no we'll do it live. stopping the pod. That We're going to bring him in. We're going to bang the rest of this pod out. So okay. how do you feel about your, posi- your position, not position, your, your choice tonight, mm-hmm. night 13, day 13? I um, I feel good about my choice. I struggled with it for some hours today, as you know. A lot of good choices in the 1970s. Because it's an odd number day, I post first. And Gavin was, you know, patiently waiting for me to throw my choice up so he could subsequently do his. There's just, I mean, a whole decade of music is so hard to choose from, right? Oh, my gosh. Especially in the 70s. The 70s are one of the most eclective, eclectic collective of You made a new songs. word, eclective. Yes, they're very eclective. But because you had what we now know as classic rock, yeah. you had disco yeah. have its entire reign, uh, you had punk music, um, you had some country crossover hits, yeah. like the Jolene, for instance, by oh, Dolly Parton. Yeah. You had, one. you know, R&B kind of smooth stuff with like Al Green yeah. and Marvin Gaye's, you yeah. had Led Zeppelin, you had... You know, you had all kinds of music that's all stood the test of time. Right. You had, you had Rolling Stones. You had Ugh. all kinds of different... Just Huge different rock bands. groups coming out. So so it's really eclectic. It's really 
broad in how excellent it is. And also, a lot of those songs have stood the test of time. Correct. So, so, so do you want me to talk through my choices a little bit or only just talk about my choice? You can talk through your choices a little bit. Let's do that and then we'll bring Ross going. Okay. Well, my first two concerts I ever went to were Elton John and Billy Joel. Mm. Both have some really great hits from this era. Um, I love Leave On by Elton. Oh, it's a great song. And uh, I was looking at Say Goodbye to Hollywood by Billy Joel. Sure. Great, great jam. Um, Bruce Springsteen had a lot of good songs in there. Uh, Carol King. I almost went with a Carol King um, oh, wow. jam for my choice. But I ended on um, a Bruce Springsteen written song that Patti Smith performed, Because the Night. Yeah. Because. That was a Jimmy Iovine special. Yeah. Good old Jimmy Iovine. Absolutely. But yeah, that was that felt uh, very true to me. I almost went with Your Song by Elton also mm. because I really love that song. But that was my choice. Got it. Yeah. I'm really interested in bringing Roscoe P. And I've already asked him this question off air. But I wanted to know, does he automatically hate that was, songs? I mean, that was my question Related also. to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen has since performed that song mm-hmm. because of the night. But he mm-hmm. did not originally perform it. And in fact, I would argue that his performance of it is at best the third best performance of it in recorded history because I think the 10,000 Maniacs version is actually the best version I, I've ever heard. And that's my particular cup of brandy. But their version, I do not believe, came out in the 70s. So would not be eligible tonight. Correct. No matter what. Yeah. So we, we're going to call Roscoe about that. Really quickly, I'll give you what I picked for my song because we're going to go through a bunch of songs later. I had a lot of choices. We can get into it, like I said. But... You know, at the end of the day, we already set it up, right? Like, the 70s are so darn broad. Yep. There's so much going on. There's so many great choices. There's not really... There's so many good choices to make before anybody could argue you're making a wrong choice. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just think, went back to the fact that though I was born in the 70s, I don't remember the 70s. Yeah. You're a baby. And if I think about what's quintessentially 70s to me, it is me viewing it through the lens of the movie days and confused... Less so that '70s show, which came later, but mm-hmm. but Days and Confused, and the opening scene of that movie is you know rolling through the high school parking lot in a sweet 1970s muscle car with the beginning of Aerosmith's "Sweet Emotion" playing, uh, and that sets the tone for the whole damn movie. And Aerosmith, though we've lampooned them as recently as the last week on this show, their '70s stuff for, was good. That was, my, that was the point I was going to make. Yeah. Is Aerosmith came back and had this whole other career. And whole other, like, even kind of like tongue-in-cheek part of their career after that. that. Yeah. But in the 70s, Aerosmith was throwing a lot of fire. Dream on. And they had a lot of good songs. And, and Sweet Emotion for me is one that I think tries to sum up the 70s as viewed through, through a kid who grew up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Let's do this. Let's call. Uh, I will stop it, but I'm just going to stop it to call Roscoe P. I'm going to put this thing right up. What's that? Because some of your calls are just Zoom. Zoom? Yeah, it says Zoom. Well, I'm just calling Zoom. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen fan club, Roscoe P speaking. Oh, hey, Roscoe P. You're on the air with uh, Gavin Viano, filibuster oh, freestyle. Oh, am I, am I live? You're oh. live. We're doing it live. Oh, what a treat. It's a real treat. It's a real honor to have you on uh, in, from, your, from your Bruce Springsteen fan club office. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I'm wearing one of my 200 Bruce t-shirts. <laughs> One for every business day of the year. So, and, Roscoe, my, and my ripped Bruce jeans. Nice. Yeah. 
Well, the highway's something of broken heroes on a last chance power drive or something. So anyway, <laughs> I think that's the line from one of his songs. Anywho, I would know. Roscoe P, you're just in time. Uh, yeah. Cindy and I have revealed our picks. But Cindy, and I just posed the question to Cindy that I posed to you off air, which is, do we think, you know, we really want to hear Roscoe P's take on Patti Smith singing a Bruce Springsteen song and making it a hit. And actually, she like Sinead O'Connor after her, she recorded it first. So Bruce didn't have a version of it. He that gave was, it to her. He gave it to her. So how do you feel about any of that? And more importantly, and we're going to get to it, and it's not from the 70s, but I want your take on the 10,000 Maniacs version of the song as well. So there's a lot to digest there, and then I want to jump into all kinds of 70s super sensational sounds. Wow. I'm feeling good. There's a lot happening. All right, so what was the question? How do I feel about Bruce Springsteen writing a song for Patti Smith? How do you feel about Patti Smith? Yeah, how do you feel about that song? Do you automatically well, hate it? All right, so, um, okay, so I guess part one of the question is, do I necessarily have to hate it because Bruce wrote it, right? That's the first part of the song? Correct. And I think if I'm going to be consistent, my answer has to be yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hate all things Bruce. Although, I mean, I think what I really don't like is him. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if he's not singing it, like, I could, I don't know. I saw, like, when, when Gavin texted me that, like, I, I knew, I actually, I did not, I don't know that I would have remembered that Patti Smith did that first. I, I felt like I knew that he wrote that song. Yeah. And then somehow I was kind of remembering that 10,000 Maniacs covered it, but I couldn't remember if they covered him. But, I, but so he wrote it for Patti Smith and 10,000 Maniacs covered her that's what happened yeah that's what happened okay yeah so i mean uh i I think to be fair like when i first heard so i'm I'm not i'm sure i've heard the patty smith version at some point it's not really coming to mind like the Ten Thousand maniacs one one comes to mind so like i mean i feel like i like that song and i guess before i i knew that he wrote it i liked it so it's not really fair to go back and not like it now i know that he wrote it that's a good answer okay yeah. And I would say, you know, just, just for those scoring at home, that uh, the 10,000 Maniacs version, especially the one from their Unplugged. Yeah, like the live Unplugged. Oh, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. really good. I think to me, it's yeah. the best version that I've, I've heard of that song. Yeah. Which goes back to an age old thing of like, it's much easier to make something that already exists cooler yeah. or better than better. it is to come up with something yeah. cool or, be- or good at the first place. So, right. again, right. the hard part was writing it and performing it and. You know, Natalie Merchant and her, you know, 9,999 other maniacs. You know. All of the other maniacs. Yeah, and the rest <laughs> of the Todos Maniacs. So anyway, good stuff. All right, Roscoe P., I put Sweet Emotion, Aerosmith. Nice choice. Yeah, I just feel like, and we just got into this, but Aerosmith, as much of a kind of a, kind of a half joke and then a complete joke as they became later, they were throwing fastballs in the 70s. And this oh, is yeah, a, not in the 70s, they weren't. Right, and this is a really good, good choice. Um, you picked a great choice. I want to just come off the top rope and say... Surprise, surprise. You've gotten a lot of guff, but you've also been getting credit over the last couple of days as well. And today, I'm not saying it's your best choice, but I'm saying for the category, you really nailed it. Peace of mind, Boston, from the self-titled debut, Boston. Why'd you go with that one? And tell us the story about the one from 1969 you almost picked first. Yeah, well, I went with that one because I screwed up. <laughs> um, the So, like... As good as I claim to be at music, whatever that means, one thing I'm not good at is knowing when songs came out. Sure. Oh. Um, so, like, so I'm going with the, you know, and, and first of all, I, I like my off-the-top-of-the-head gimmick anyway, great, but great I really gimmick. like it. 
I really like it tonight because, like, how do you pick a song? Like, there's literally a million songs from the 70s that I like. No question. That I, that no, I really no. like. So, how, like, how do you actually pick one, right? But so the first song that popped into my head was Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And Great song. Before, but, yeah. But, and before I announced that as my pick on Instagram, uh, I, for some reason I, I looked it up and I found that Whole Lot of Love is on Led Zeppelin 2, which, as it turns out, was released in 1969. Whew. And therefore, is not a song from the 70s. Ah. So, but but now I'm kind of stuck, because, like, I'm doing this whole, like, gut reaction, first thing that comes to mind thing, so yeah. now I have to, like, recreate the moment in my brain <laughs> when I heard Cindy say a song from the 70s. It's so much. And come up with something else, which is, like, which is really weird. It had me, it had me flustered, and somehow... Uh, Somehow, peace of mind popped in there, which which is you know which is great. It's really good. We we took a, you know, again, I would say this about Boston is every song. I would say I think we talked about this one time on the pod before, but their their first album, there's like eleven songs on it. Maybe Dan O'Brien. I think, I think, I think like, there's nine. Yeah, and like eight and a half of them are like yeah. on the radio ten times a day, every day, all over right. the world still. Yeah, they have eight hits out of nine songs on their first. Album. Yeah, just literally a murderer's row, and so. Yeah. We were kind of, I think Cindy was kind of like, all right, I want to get that one in my head before we start the pod because it's tough to like remember how many good songs Boston has if you're not thinking about it. So we put right. it on for a cool 16 seconds and we both were rocking out to it. It's a great song. Yeah. It's an absolute great song. In fact, we just picked the part that you put up on Instagram, which is obviously a very small snippet of the song. So right. good times there. So great choices all around. Um, yeah. But what's interesting is that you know? So I, I, you know, I do my pick, and then I sometimes, depending on the category and like if I have time or whatever, sometimes I actually do kind of like think about the topic. Sure. And so much like, and maybe you guys already talked about this no, earlier. We haven't I've got much going on this one. It was pretty new. Go ahead. But so much like the Led Zeppelin tune came out in the '60s, like like so that's a band. When I think of Led Zeppelin, I think of the '70s, which yes. is why I thought of them. Sure. But they actually came out in the '60s. In a similar way, there are bands that you think of being from the 80s yes. who actually yes. came out in the 70s. Right. So so I'll give you four off the top of my head. Please do. Uh, it. Van Halen. Oh, yeah. ACDC. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Police. Yes. And, and I can't believe that Cindy didn't go this way because I think I've heard her say that this is her guy. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yes. Yes. Definitely a 70s guy, as well as I think, like, the first three Tom Petty records came out in the 70s. That sounds accurate. Yeah, old At at least the first two. Yeah, for sure. Those are four really good examples. Yeah. Hey, Roscoe, did you, not not to get off subjects, but did you hear some of my sizzling top five picks from the Billboard 100 in the late 80s, early 90s last night on the pod? Yes. How good was 1987 or whatever it was? Holy crap. What, what one? I was the year with like Sweet Child of Mine was the fourth best song of the year. Like it was. Oh yeah, that was unbelievable. Total fuego everywhere. What a year. Um, all right, so what I'm going to do here is run through kind of the stream of consciousness that I put down today, just to show the depth of the '70s. And I really didn't do much in terms of like research. I just kind of like rattled stuff off. But also, like there'll be some songs that are kind of similar to the one after it, but some are just a huge departure. So, you know, like Brick House. Oh. Jungle Boogie, right? Yeah. I wrote Stairway to Heaven, question mark, but that is definitely a 70s yeah, song. Yeah, that came out in 70s. I wrote down Sweet Emotion, yes. fourth. That, that counts. Here's one for you. September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Sure, sure, Fire. sure. Because the Night. Patty Smith wrote it down. Here's a fun one. Smoke on the Water, Deep Purple. Yeah. 
Um, Rolling Stones, Tumbling Dice. So again, you think of the Rolling Stones as being, you know, certainly a band for the last 60 years, but really a 60s band with some hits, but you forget how much damage they did in the 70s. Yeah, a lot of that stuff came out in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, speaking of uh, bands that I thought were 80s acts, My Sharona, One Hit Wonder from the quote 80s, came out in 1979. 1979, yeah. Bee Gees, Staying Alive, all their, basically their entire catalog. <laughs> yep. Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK, same deal. Roscoe mentioned this earlier today as the number one song of all time, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Midnight Train to Georgia. Woo woo! Oh, I mean, what a song. Could do a whole, could do a whole podcast on that song. I'd rather live in his world than live without him in mine. Wow. I mean, what a, I mean, what a devastating line. Very devastating. What a line. What a song. The Best, whole thing. No, I totally agree with everything you're saying. The most underrated part of that song is if you just focus on what the pips are saying. Oh, the pips are great. <laughs> the pips oh, yeah, are fantastic. No, they're doing, like their whole separate song. Dreams don't song. always come true. Huh, yeah. huh. It's great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I know and, you and will. Did you know that? Did you know the pips were her uncles? They were her uncles. What? That's, that's who the pips are, yeah. Wow. That's yep. some good trivia. Yep. Wow, that's great. You know, that's one of those sneaky ones where if you wanted to do the greatest family band of all time, you wouldn't even Gladys know that Gladys Knight and the Pips would be eligible. Yeah. And they might take, they might take the whole damn thing because I think you have to maybe cancel the Jacksons. I don't know. I can't get into it right now. It's another That's a separate pod well, also. <laughs> that's, I mean, I wasn't sure if it was okay to bring that up, but like Michael Jackson's from the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, and I left, I, I left him right out of my pick today. There's a lot of Michael Jackson in the 70s. A lot of so really much. good Michael Jackson. Actually, I did write too. down one because it's just so good. Um, don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Yeah. The whole off-the-wall record is from this. Right, 70s. the whole off-the-wall record, right. It's an unbelievable record. Um, so anyway, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Uh, and how's yeah. this for dichotomy? Black Sabbath, Paranoid. Sure. And then back to Al Green, Let's Stay Together. And then you think of another 80s group, B-52s, we released Rock Lobster in the 70s. Wow. Oh, that, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Crossover hit, Dolly Parton, Jolene. Jolene, yeah. Uh, Lou Reed, Walking the Wild Side. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, wait, we invented hip-hop in the 70s too, Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang. Well, I know. The aforementioned Stairway to Heaven, I guess I wrote it twice. I really like that song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really long, so maybe that's why you wrote it. That's right. It's still going on 19 songs later. Uh, I did write down one Bruce Springsteen song just to kind of, you know, The Thunder Road was one of the ones in there, whatever. Born to Run. Born, well, so much of, so much of Bruce's stuff. Yeah. Um, Superstition, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb, which is never going anywhere. And then you, you got to give a, a nod to, to Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive, later covered by Cake, which might come up for me on yeah. Wednesday, oh. a day of a cover song that you like by another band. And really, let's just give it up for any Donna Summer song of the 70s could have made today's list. Because Donna Summer ran stuff in the 70s in the disco world. And I believe Donna Summer, Boston's own. Boston girl. I, I did believe know that's that. right, yeah. I did know that. Yeah, well, that's okay. Because Gary Sharon and Nuno Bannoncourt yeah, and the other two guys from Extreme right now. Are, they have phoned in from the Bruce Springsteen fan club hotline. <laughs> And they are not okay with it. Luno is very upset. Cindy, here's some more trivia for you. Did I'm you know in that? Did you know that extreme singer Gary Sharon was the third lead singer of Van Halen? True or false? I would assume it's true. Yeah. Why would you be making that up? Exactly. <laughs> Truth is stranger than fiction. Wow. Van Halen was like, never mind about Sammy Hagar. We're bringing in Gary Sharon of Extreme. It didn't well, I think go he great. Was 
he was the third different guy, but wasn't weren't there like multiple David Lee Roth administrations before we got to Gary Sharon? Yeah, probably. He's the Grover Cleveland of Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fake band name of the week. The Grover Cleveland of Van Halen? Yeah, it's at least an album name or something. That's definitely, oh, a, cool. definitely a story, you know what I mean? So, I mean, what a topic. Uh, what a day. Roscoe, you well, also so, mentioned... What's so interesting, I think, is that What's great about the 70s is, I mean, think about the songs that you mentioned and the diversity of sounds you just covered. Correct. Right? So, so there's, like, some, some great, like, really heavy, hard rock stuff like Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. And then there's more, like, bluesy rock stuff like Rolling Stones or ZZ Top or, you know, ACDC later. And then there's, like, punk, like you said, Sex Pistols. And then there's disco and that whole thing, which turned into hip-hop. And then there's, like, the pop music of, like, Elton John and James Taylor right. and uh, Hall and & Oates had stuff in the 70s. I can't believe you didn't, you didn't say Hall & Oates. I was waiting didn't for you to drop that in. Didn't even see him. Didn't even see him. You know, like, Sarah Smile. Sarah Smile's from the 70s. Such a jam. And that's, that's the thing. I think the 70s are probably the first decade of pop music that was incredibly, incredibly... I lost again. Breaking news. I'm on a four-game losing streak. I am down like eight to five. I've blown a five to four lead. The Amazing Grace snub is the biggest gosh damn travesty in the whole world. No, that was right. That one was right. Oh, I have someone in my favor. Bullpucky. Bullpucky. And ever since that moment, I haven't been able to get one right. It's total crap. Total crap. My song yesterday was way more fire, for sure. My song today, way more fire. Your so, version isn't even the best version of the song. Y- yesterday was tough, and I, and I, I don't know. If yeah, I mentioned I mentioned the praise that you 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 heaped on yeah. the. Uh, I mean the the best combination of two songs you guys have come up with yet. I and, thought so too. Yeah, awesome, mm-hmm. and like a tough call because I think like. All that she wants is the better song, but like King of Wishful Thinking's like the better call, though, right? Because I don't know, because I don't, I don't know why. I, I just, agree. I agree. Yeah, um, and w- weirdly, like I really like that song too. Like, <laughs> like it's, I have, there's a song that should be a category. Maybe that's Day Thirty One, a song you have no business liking. Right. Right. <laughs> that's a good one. Exactly. Yeah, there's some and good ones for, for me, that. It's probably King of Wishful Thinking. Like everything everybody knows about me musically, you, you would think that I. You know, yeah. that's a song that I, I just want to set the whole world on fire when it comes on. But I actually really like that. I one. can't I lie. That. I was pretty shocked that that was one that you were in favor of. So, um, this, yeah, yeah. Based, based on what we know about you, I mean, you literally hate Bruce Springsteen. So, like, not that Go West and literally. Bruce Springsteen are close, but, uh, you know, you would just think a guy who found a way to have an axe to grind with Bruce Springsteen would definitely not appreciate King of Wishful Thinking. But nay, yeah. no, never. Well, you know, I can't, I mean, what am I talking about? I talk about, like, hip-hop and, like, you know, do, like, 80s metal and rock and, like, that, you know, guitar stuff. Like, that's kind of my thing. And then, then there's King of Wishful Thinking, which is none of those. And, uh, but, hey, it's a, it's a fire full games jam. Great, great job yesterday. So, but you lost that one, huh? Lost that one and then just and lost then again. Just lost tonight? Just lost again. Just found out right here on the show. I got to say, I, I don't agree with tonight. I am, I am openly rooting for Cindy. Yeah. As we, as we all know. <laughs> as we all know. Before I changed this to my Bruce Springsteen T-shirt, I was wearing my hashtag Team Cindy T-shirt yeah. earlier <laughs> nice. today. You know. So I'm openly rooting for Cindy, but I got to say, I have even even Bruce Springsteen part of it aside. <laughs> I think I got to go with Sweet Emotion over over uh, whatever that song's called because the night. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing: I'm not down three. <laughs> Cindy's already halfway to victory. Yeah, this is almost over. It's over. <laughs> 
It's already over. It's day. It's day fourteen. It's already over because, you know. And again, again, I was going to pick Mr. Brightside the other day, and I probably should have just taken the tie because I'd only be down two right now. I mean, wow. And again, tonight I actually was going to like pick Cindy just to be a jerk, and I would only be down one, and it would be anybody's game. And now it's over, and we're not even halfway through. <laughs> so I just want to put this out there for everybody. When Cindy wraps this up. That's fine. We're going to have another tournament. And then in this tournament, we're going to have, as Jeremy Johnson said, on Kitchen Confidential, Kitchen Quarantine on Friday night. This is patently unfair. And we're going to have a panel of three judges, not one. And I don't care if it's the best three or a best of seven or whatever. We're going to have three judges. And if I lose that one, fine. But this is clearly turning into pure, unadulterated poppycock. Why is my friend Peyton Gallagher randomly calling me at 10 o'clock on a Monday night? I mean... What on earth is he doing? <laughs> Maybe he's got... I'm tempted, Roscoe P., to be like, what's your 70s song, Peyton? But I feel like it's not going to go well. So I'm going to let it marinate. Um, that's what happens when we go live. Anyway, that's my diatribe. Uh, we, we will... When this thing's over... Gavin spiraling right now. This podcast has gone completely off the rails. <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I'm getting ready to just pick Mamba number five the rest of the way. <laughs> Come back there are 16 days left and I'm already You're at mama number five. Three. There's a hundred days left. What are you talking about? I know. I could listen. This can easily turn anyway. No, yeah. it's 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 tough. I know. I, I think, here's the thing though. The last two days, I decided to just pick what I thought was the best call. I didn't even care, and I'm still losing, which means I'm just going to stick with that policy. Because when I try to be too cute, I lose, and when I pick what I want, I lose. I might as well pick what I want. Just pick what you want. Still, yeah, I think that's where you went wrong on Amazing Grace. I agree, and and I think yeah, Cindy, I think you said it like that seemed like you were trying to like Pandering. win the day and yeah. not like actually make a solid pick. Right. Okay, fine, but that doesn't Thank mean I need to Oscar. lose the next three days in a row. Well, all right, but I think but that threw that threw off your mojo. It threw off. It your did. Mojo. It did. It it messed it all up. It messed it all yep. up. You got to get it back. You need like a big, you need a big, mo- I thought, you, I, you know, king of wishful thinking is like one of those moments. That's I what I mean. I friggin' that threw the kitchen sink. I threw a goddamn no hitter and I still lost the game. That's baloney. <laughs> and that's why I'm spiraling, to quote my wife. Oh, this is, this is outstanding. <laughs> Rascal loves the chaos. I like it that the bickering oh. is even harder when there's three of us. It's good. <laughs> It's good. So, Roscoe, tomorrow, actually, give me a ruling on this before we go, because we do try to keep these relatively brief. But yeah. tomorrow is a song that you'd want played at your wedding. And in Cindy and our, my case, we already had at least our first wedding. I was going to say, you <laughs> We may be able to start planning for so the So my next. question for you, my question for you is, should Cindy and I be limited to the songs that were either played at our wedding or on our wedding playlist or do we have carte blanche to redo it? <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, I'm quite sure that I'm not the one who can make that decision. <laughs> well, what's, what's your opinion? What's, what's your opinion? opinion? What's your opinion? Like, I feel like you kind of need to work that out together. Like, what you're saying is, in your hypothetical next wedding, what song do you want? No, I, well, I think what we're saying is we literally got married like two months ago. So, like, do we just kick it back to that and just pick songs that we know were played at that wedding since we put a lot of work into a playlist for that wedding. We did. How about, how about this? Is there, um, for, for you guys, no everyone else or whatever, people who aren't married can do it differently, but what about 
a song that didn't get played at your wedding that you wish <laughs> did. That's fair. I like what, that. what about that? I like that. That's because fair. now we're still talking about your actual wedding and not some future wedding to somebody else. Correct. <laughs> like, I'm not comfortable with that part of it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not either. But that's why I'm saying, should we yeah, just pick... Yeah, we're making our guests uncomfortable. Should we, should we just pick songs from the wedding playlist and have to pick the best one? Yeah, no, but see, I don't like that either. Because, like, that was a real... This is supposed to be, like, a thought experiment. Yeah. And songs that were actually played at your wedding, like, that was a real thing. That got... All right, so song now what you're saying your is wedding we, actually we, happened. So no, I think you should not pick a song that actually got played at your wedding. All right, and I will say that it can't be a song on our wedding playlist because I can't remember every song that played out played. Okay, Fair. it has to be a song from our wedding playlist. No, it does not. No, okay. I think it, I think it should not be. But oh. like, like, yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, like, what's the one song you went? You know, my wedding was awesome, but I just wish we heard. Okay. And you can't count. Take me home tonight because I turned it off halfway through for drilling threes. Yeah, what what happened there? I heard you say that the other night. I had no idea that was happening. You well, shut off a song in the middle so we could play. I didn't know it wasn't that was my fault. So Sean Green is like, "You guys got to play now." The photographer wants to leave, and I was kind of like, "Well, I'm paying all of you, so I'll do whatever the hell I want." But okay, and then I was just so kind of like flustered to like play earlier than I thought we were going to play, and all of a sudden I'm just like, "All right, here we go." And then, Apparently, Cindy had turned to her friend and be like, don't worry, he won't cut off Take Me Home Tonight. And I was just like, boop. <laughs> my, friend, my friend came up to me and he was like, he's not going to shut this off, is he? I was like, listen, I know my husband, he would never do that. And then it was like, <laughs> record scratch. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, one thing you could do that would be nice and kind of like alleviate the weirdness of having to pick a song at a second wedding um, is you could just both take take me home tonight and take the tie on day thirteen or fourteen or wherever we're on. We could do that because because that got because it got ruined because apparently Julian Three's ruined it. I had no idea that was happening. Well, wasn't my Julian Three's fault. No, I, I just... apologize. I apologize, Cindy, to you and your friend. I had no idea we even cut back. There was even a song playing. I had no idea. Yeah, that's my whole point too. Is I didn't even know it was on. I just was like, all right, well, they want us to go. Like, yeah, you there's guys... a lot happening. Like that yeah, all yeah. happened very fast. Yeah, absolutely. That's no, what I mean. no apology. I was waiting for like a whole other set from the band, and then we were gonna play. Well, I knew before they started playing, Sean came up to me. But yeah, we we played like an hour before we thought we were gonna play. Correct. I see. And, and that's I my wasn't point. Nearly drunk enough. So when Sean told me that, I went sprinting into that little room we had for before, where somebody left the Jack Daniels and whacked out a little bit of that. Nice. So I could get appropriately, uh, you know, in the mood for the performance. Yeah, and it totally worked out. So that's all good. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. So maybe maybe we do. Maybe we just tomorrow's like a soccer game. We just we do a gentle a gentle person's tie. And, uh, well, because like that show, I don't know. What, I mean, I don't know what the best way to handle that because it seems like one of you should pick that, but like it's kind of you know, like, but like which one? I mean, should Cindy just pick that because like it got cut off at the wedding? Or I guess, I but I, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we'll figure it out tomorrow. I've, I've given you no guidance here. I'm very uncomfortable with the question. I've given you no. <laughs> well, no let me ask you this: now, now that when we did this the last time you were on the pod, now that you know tomorrow's topic, what popped into your head besides fear? Well, well, that's interesting because I have one. But, I mean, uh, this is weird. Like, going by my rules, I have to say the first song that popped into my head. Correct. But, like, this is kind of specific to 
somebody who I thought I was going to marry and uh, then didn't. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know, but like now I don't know if I, if I ever do get married, which let's be honest at this point is more than unlikely, but I'm not sure I would want it played at my actual wedding if it happened, but it was, the, and it is kind of cool um, for a, a wedding. You know, it's not, it's not a traditional wedding song and it's uh, time for some action by Red Man. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Great song. I mean that. I mean that's a great. I mean I'm not saying you got to pick that tomorrow. And I, like to your point, you well, probably that was the first song that popped into my head, and now I've said it uh, in a public forum. So there you go. And also, it's probably gonna be the best pick anybody makes on day 14, 14, 15. 14. No, I'm down eight to uh, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so day it's fourteen, not, it's, it's gonna be a hell of a pick. Traditional wedding fair. But that's what makes it so special. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, good stuff. All right, we're gonna leave it there. Roscoe P, great job as always. Good job, you know, coming through. Good job picking Red Man for the wedding song, you know, at the last second. Um, hey, right off the top of the dome. A lot of hot takes tonight, so. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. All right, everybody, tomorrow's going to be a big day. I might see if I can book Andrew Patterson, see if we can get him off, him off the deck standing detail and get him back on the <laughs> on the old potteroo. Well, who knows? Is he alive still? <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. At least, oh, good. That's good. You know, he texts me every now and again recently, so we're good there. Yeah. All right, Roscoe Peak, stick around for a minute. We will catch up. Thanks for being on. All right. Cindy, who just cannot be stopped right now. <laughs> Take, say, tell everybody that you talk to him later. Bye.